Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a bi-demisexual girl, that's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand. On today's episode, Barbie is arrow ace. Sounds Sounds fake, fake, but but okay. okay. Welcome back to the pod. I was really afraid that I was going to forget the intro. We are so back. We're so back. We're so back. And we're also so back by recording so late at night. It's so late. I'm so sleepy. I have such a headache from accidentally huffing refrigerant. Let's go. The entire time we were on break, I never had to leave work late. And then today... Today, your boss said, I can sense it. I can sense it. I can sense you have somewhere else to be. Um, how was everyone's break? Did you have a good time? Did y'all have fun? Did you miss us? Were you sad? I just remember that Kayla got COVID. <laughs> I w- had a very busy break. <laughs> I went to Europe. I came back. I went to a music festival. I got COVID. I Everything in my house broke. I did nothing. <laughs> I'm kind of jealous. So there's that. I got a haircut, but it's the same haircut as before. Yeah. Anyway. Um, all right. I hope everyone didn't get COVID. Yeah, me too. It's been going around, though. She's out there. Knock on wood, I've still never gotten it. Um, <sighs> It's crazy. It is because, again, I don't do anything. Yeah. All right. So... Do we have any housekeeping? We're back, bitches. We're so back. Should we? Should we? Next time. I think okay. once we have more concrete information. Okay. Anyway. You'll never know. Well, Actually, you will some eventually. of you do know. Some of them do know, though. How do they know? Because you told them in person, live. Oh, right. Anyway. <laughs> 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 Anyway, this week we were talking about the Barbie movie, and in your heads, I'm sure all of you are saying, guys, that movie came out a month ago. Correct. This movie came out right before we went on break, and then- We honestly could have done it. It was like the first week of break, and we didn't need to be on break yet. We could have. But but it was break time. It was break time. Um, Yeah, because we're on the cutting edge of everything all the time. (laughs) As usual, we are on it. Um, so now we're talking about the Barbie movie, but he, but you know what? It was just very thoughtful of us because we gave all of you the chance to see it. You know, we did. Like you didn't and have can't to see complain it. about being spoiled, right? Yeah. You didn't have to see it that first week to understand yeah. the podcast. We gave you a yeah. whole month to see this movie, and then yeah. I very bravely went and saw, saw it again a, this Sunday a as a refresher flood. in a hurricane. Okay, it was a tropical storm. (laughs) If your phone said it was a flash flood. I also got another notification that the flash flood warning was extended five minutes before I left. And they were like, stay in your home. Don't leave unless you're Were you and the people that bought tickets right up next to the screen the only people there? No. So there were people, when I first bought my tickets, there were people who had gotten tickets right in the front row off to the very side and i was like what Not kind of unhinged person wild um, behavior i don't think those people showed up or if they did they oh. didn't sit in those seats but there were other people there okay anyway <laughs> um but okay. then i was also like trying to i realized partway through that i wanted to take some notes so i was trying to like surreptitiously yeah, get my phone out without being like disruptive luckily there was no one else in my row but still oh, that's good. Anyway, the notes were bad, by the way, unreadable. Oh, yeah. The notes were gibberish. I'm usually pretty good at reading Sarah's gibberish. Even this, I was really having a struggle. Yeah, I mean, even even the notes at the end, I couldn't read. So, yeah, so. so who knows what's going to happen? So let's talk about the Barbie movie. Yet again, we bring you an episode dedicated to a Greta Gerwig movie. <sighs> 
in which we had Canon, the main character, as oh, we So true. Can't wait for Greta Gerwig's next work. We should really start getting screeners at this point, I, I know. think. Well, and also some people have said that Lady Bird is also, like, I saw I saw a tweet that was saying that they were all actually lesbian movies, which, like, agree to disagree. But yeah. <laughs> I think Lady Bird also does fit in that category. I love that. I, have to, I haven't watched Lady Bird in a long time. I'd have to rewatch. Why was I just looking through the images we've sent each other? Why was I looking for something? Oh, I was looking for the screenshot of your bad notes. Why are they not showing up? Screenshots. Oh, there's a separate section for screenshots. I'm so sorry. Oh, well. <laughs> what, where the fuck are they? I'm actually genuinely really confused. Now I have to look. Why is this image not showing up? I see it. It's not showing up. I have it. Your phone was on airplane mode when you oh, sent it. Oh, my phone was not well, on airplane mode, but I was in the shot. basement. That's why it's not showing up on my computer, is oh. because it, I sent it from my phone and it's sent as a text. Well. My favorite um, bit of the notes that I sent you, uh, so this is just like a pre- sneak preview of what this episode is going to yeah. be. My favorite one is... When she had the cousin see Bob's the Billie Eilish sonf what as I'm Max de Mulde. Now that you're not Max Phobia worker, I'll lose her father, E.G. Yeah, I had no idea what that one was. <laughs> Me I had neither. no idea. <laughs> Good. Anyway. Good. Um, Let's begin. Yes. What are, should we do like initial, just like overarching thoughts? Of the movie, sure. You in go general. first. Loved, loved it. Slam. Perfect movie. Banger. Um, man, it's. I really should have watched it again because it's been like a month since I've seen it. But um, I went with three of my. What do you? Okay, here's the thing: is it's like weird to call your friends that are girls girlfriends because it's like I'm not eighty, and also they're not. Except mm-hmm. they also all are. They're all my girlfriends. They're just your friends. But, I guess. They're your friends. Like, I didn't go with my guy friends, though. We made a concerted effort that it was just the girls. I went. went with um, my local former porn writer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, we should get him back on now that he's now, out of the now biz. Now that he's out of the biz. We should get him back on. Get the real get, tea. Get that guy back on this pod. Anyway, we all went. We all wore pink. Everyone was wearing pink. It was very fun. So it was like mm-hmm. the second day it was out yeah. or something. Um, but yeah, I loved it. I cried. Mm-hmm. Great time. Yeah, I thought it was a delight. Uh, one of my thoughts, one of the things that it made me think about, though, yes, was as I was leaving the theater, I was like, and we'll get to this later, but not first. But I would like to preview it, which is that, which is that I was like, I would be really curious to know what a non-binary reading on this movie would be. Yeah, because it is very binary in the way that Barbie is Barbie and Ken is Ken, and we'll get to that. Yeah. But I think first we should start with the real focus of this podcast, which is a spec shit. <laughs> yes, and I'm very happy to see because I think obviously we all have our own thoughts about Barbie being a spec. But I feel like I saw a lot of people mm-hmm. saying similar things, or at least that she was like, um, like ace lesbian. So yeah, very exciting. <laughs> All right, so Barbie is an arrow ace. I think let's just establish that. Let's get it out there. We can do a little bit of context giving for those of you losers who haven't seen the movie. And what is your problem? Come on. At least see it once it's streaming. Come on. <laughs> anyway. Come on. Come on. Come on. Um, But in the movie, so so Ken is like, uh, like I, I want to impress you. I want to like be your boyfriend. Like we're boyfriend girlfriend. Like can I spend the night at your house? And she's like, <laughs> why? Like what? Why? And what he, would we do? And he was like, I actually don't know, <laughs> which was very funny. So good. Um, but also, you know, he he wants to do those traditional things even if he doesn't understand them. <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas she has never shown any interest in like being anything more than friends with Ken like at the beginning like he's like oh I want to impress her and she's just like hi Ken yeah hi Ken hi Barbie hi Barbie (laughs) hi Ken hi Barbie (laughs) and then 
as the movie goes on, there are some circumstances where, like, even towards the end, like, she outright rejects him. Um, because he, like, tries to kiss her. Like, she makes him feel better about something, and then he tries to kiss yeah. her, and she's like, no, that's no. No, no. That's not what I meant by that. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, And she's also very, like, straightforward about that part. And there's also a line, I think it's in more of the first half of the movie, and I don't know who says it, but somebody says it, Um, about, to Barbie, about Ken, which is, he knows deep down that you don't like him the same way. Which is like, everyone everyone around them can see that she does not have these same feelings for Ken that Ken has for her. And that maybe some of the other Barbies have for their Kens. Or maybe other Barbies, because one of the notes I did write during the movie was, do you think there are lesbian Barbies? There's definitely lesbian There's gotta Barbies. be. Because if, in the logic of the movie, like how your person plays with you in the outside effects yeah and we all why know else is why else is weird barbie scissor. in the splits all the time right exactly <laughs> and like the reason barbie has to leave barbie land is because her human like fucked up when she was playing with her and now she's well, all she didn't sad, fucked, fucked up. up she was just you know it, she gave her cellulite okay, well. <laughs> very depressed yes but you know what i mean yeah. so like if it affects Barbie world, how humans are playing with Barbies, then, like, there's a probably a lot of lesbian Barbies. Right. That's fair. That's very fair. Um, so I think that kind of hits on the, especially Arrow bit of it to me. Like, I know some people are like, oh, she's a lesbian or whatever, and it's like, but, like, she shows no interest in romance at all. Yeah, I would anyone. say, I think a, I've seen a lot of people talking about her and, like, America Ferreira's character, of like that's her that's her human that's not i know of like why she's a lesbian but yeah i also don't like i understand the appeal and i think this happened with like when people were like headcanoning elsa as well that like Mm -hmm. when you don't see a female character going after a male character the automatic assumption is like well then she must be a lesbian people kind of like skip over like and that's just the amount of normativity (laughs) yeah so like i I think I logically understand why it's happening. But mm-hmm. yeah, I just don't see it because I don't think she shows anything but like friendship towards Mm-mm. anyone. Anyone. It like it just doesn't even seem to like cross her mind. And to me, I I haven't seen any arguments about her and America Ferrera's character who was named Gloria, by the way. I found Gloria, that out. Thank when you. I looked it up. <laughs> Good. Um but for context, so Barbie as played by Margot Robbie, is the Barbie that belongs to Gloria. So re- yeah. Gloria's from the real world, and Barbie is her Barbie. And what she does to her Barbie impacts Barbie in Barbie Land. Yeah. And so then when Barbie has to go to the real world to like fix her cellulite <laughs> and flat feet, <laughs> yeah. yeah, she meets Gloria and her daughter Sasha and blah 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 blah. But like. To me, that always felt like a very familial yeah. relationship because, like, Barbie was so excited because she was going to the real world to meet her person, like, the person who was yeah. playing with her. And at first she thought it was the daughter, but then when she realized it was Gloria, she was like, oh, my God, like, you're yeah. my person. And, like, that yeah. that always felt very familial to me. And then in the end, I won't spoil it entirely, but in the last scene, she is in the car in the real world with Gloria, Gloria's husband, and her daughter, Sasha. And they're, yeah. like, dropping her off somewhere. Yeah, it's like they, like, adopted her. Yeah, like, it felt yeah. so... F- and they were like, you know, like, good luck. Like, you, you could do it. Like, yeah. it, it felt really familial to me. Not that you can't drop someone off and say good luck if you're fucking them. Yeah. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Well, because it feels very much like Barbie and Gloria are... Like, they're obviously, like, in plot-wise, like, soul-connected, right? Yeah. Like, that's a human in her Barbie or whatever, and they're both having issues, and, like, that's why the the link between Barbie land and the real world got fucked up. Yeah. But, like, to me, they're just, like, 
too similar or like too parallel to mm-hmm. be like put in a relationship like that. Like it does feel almost incestuous or like yeah. you're like fucking your clone almost. You yeah. Know? I also think that I can see why some people would be like Gloria doesn't care about her husband because I, yeah. you know, I, she leaves him at home playing Duolingo. Leaves, she's like, you know what? He's fine. Like, I, I think she loves him, but she's not like a, Maybe, maybe she's not. Maybe, maybe Gloria's also Arrow. <laughs> I think I can't remember exactly what I saw. I saw something, something about someone talking about how, like, when Barbie leaves Barbie Land, she doesn't initially bring Ken with her. She like goes alone, mm-hmm. and when Gloria goes then to Barbie Land later, she also leaves her husband. Yeah, well, and and her and, daughter Sasha is like, uh, "What about Dad?" And she's like, and "Dad'll like, be fine. <laughs> he'll be fine." Yeah, I don't. I don't know if there's honestly that much to read into that other than, like, yeah, another joke about, like, Ken's being, like, yeah, whatever. But also just, you know? like, you know, I think some people took that and are like, well, she's not interested that much in her husband, yeah. therefore she must be a lesbian. It's like, that's yeah. not the only option. That's not the only outcome that yeah can you know what? apply. I think it's interesting, back to, like, Barbie, like, never really having an interest in Ken. Mm-hmm. So when... Barbie goes to, like, weird Barbie and is, like, mm. my feet are flat. For, I have cellulite. For context, when Barbie realizes things are going wrong, she has to go yes. to weird Barbie for weird Barbie to give her the answers to tell her what to do. And weird Barbie yeah. is the one who tells her she needs to go to the real world. Yeah. Yeah. So weird Barbie is kind of like, oh, the only thing this can mean is that, like, your human basically, like, quote unquote, played with you wrong. Like, mm-hmm. something is happening with your human. Like, your human must be sad or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's why all this weird stuff is happening. And weird Barbie is also like, and maybe it wasn't in this scene, but in a later scene, she was like, well, you might have done something, quote unquote, wrong too. Like there might be something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And it made me think about how all the other Barbies are like very happy to be in whatever relationship they're in with their their respective Ken, whether mm-hmm. they're like besties like we see with some of them or like in a relationship or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it makes me think because, yeah, she never has an interest in Ken. When Ken goes to, like, kiss her or whatever, she's just standing there like, yeah, Ken. Like, and, like, it's played bye. for laughs and it is funny. <laughs> yeah. But it's also, like, interesting. But, yeah. like, it makes me wonder if, like, part of it was on Barbie's side, too, of, mm-hmm. like, she is not following the stereotypical Barbie convention because she's yeah. supposed to be stereotypical Barbie yeah. and he's stereotypical Ken. Right. But clearly, like, it was not working out the way yeah it was supposed to yeah on the topic of her like not following the rules essentially towards the end she says like basically they're they're wrapping everything up and then sasha says well what about what about barbie like what what does she get what happens to her yeah because everyone's getting like their happy ending or right whatever. and and at this point she has like explicitly rejected ken and been like yeah. we can be friends but i'm not into you like that (laughs) um and she says i'm not sure where i belong i don't have an ending and that felt very arrow ace to me in that like she'd been following the script like she had just been doing what was expected of her and what she thought she was supposed to do for so long and now that she realizes that that's not what she wants or needs for herself she doesn't know what to do and like this the journey of the film was her like putting her little ace back glasses on and now that she's wearing them she has to figure out what the next step is because it's no longer written out for her right because in barbie land it's very you know you Mm -hmm. follow the like barbie and ken story but yeah now that she's seen the other side or like the outside world yeah there's not that like script and interestingly before she says that the like ceo of mattel will ferrell is like oh, well, she buries Ken. Like, everyone's right. like, what's Barbie's ending? And Will Ferrell's immediately like, well, duh, she ends up with Ken. And everyone's like, no. But no. <laughs> and it's, like, very explicitly said, like, that's the stereotypical thing. And then everyone's mm-hmm. like, no. And, like, th- it's interesting, too, because within the context of all the Barbies with their Kens, like, towards the end, when they're teaching the Kens that they are their own people, <laughs> that they are yes. Kenoth, um... Some of them were like, you know, I want to be this and I want to do whatever. And then one Ken says, he was like, I really just like miss my Barbie. Like, I just want to hang out with my Barbie. Like, I just miss my friend Barbie. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think that was like an indication that like, for some of them, like, 
that is truly what they want yeah. and like i i read that as romantic but like you don't necessarily have to and it's just kind of an indication that like there are a lot of different ways to do this and not there's not one that's wrong um yeah. and just the whole movie was kind of exposing all of the stupid shit that is yeah. like predestined and that we're like locked into and you know i mean the movie is a whole disassemblage of patriarchy and shit not disassembling it actually but you it's it's yeah. a, it's a it is a reading it is a yeah. it is a reading on patriarchy um and you know all of the things that are that we're expected to do and that are like it's okay for men to do this but it's not okay for women to do this blah 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 and so like it kind of picks all that apart which is just like your a spec lenses. <laughs> well, I feel like it's what we talk about. I know we talk about this like at nauseum in the book, but I think we talk about our book, by the way. Mm. We have a book. Um, but I think we talk about it in the podcast too. Is like, you know, if you want to follow that traditional route, like that's fine as mm. long as you're choosing it with like eyes wide open, knowing that there's other options. Right. Like if at the end of the day you're like, no, I like want to be with my Barbie or my Ken, whatever. That's fine, as long as you know that that is not the only thing that it's possible to do. Well, and one thing that I just thought of just now is that mm -hmm. at the very beginning of the movie, there's this narration from the lovely narrator, Ellen Mirren, um, where she's talking about how for the longest time, all of the dolls that little girls had to play with were baby dolls. So the only thing that little girls could do was play at being mother and play at like being a caretaker and then barbie came around and she was like a career woman she was an astronaut she was a gymnast she was a doctor she was like there you know barbie is everything <laughs> like there is a version yeah. of barbie for everything and um but what i just thought about just now is that all of those barbies still had their chems so yeah. like they were able to go beyond just being a mother but to a certain extent they weren't be able to they weren't able to go beyond having that man on their oh, arm right. and it was like it was empowering in the sense that like it was barbie and ken yeah which is also a thing when they're being like hey kens you can be a person too <laughs> um, yeah well because i think like the inception of Ken was that he was just another accessory for right. Barbie, right? Like Barbie has her job, she has her purse, her dog, and her Ken. But that, which, but that he was a necessary accessory, right? Because yeah, it is supposed to be yeah, like a status thing. Like oh, she has all these accessories, including oh, she can get herself a Ken, of course, the perfect man, right? Like she has this perfect life, she has this career, this all this dream house, the dream car, the whatever, and of course then she has a dream boyfriend. Yeah. And yeah, like that can be seen as a very empowering thing, like, oh, she has it all. Yeah. But it's also like she doesn't have to have a Ken. And like the fact that he's chained to he's chained to her and she's not chained to him. But right. the fact that there's a chain at all is right. indicative of Right. She doesn't have to have a Ken to have it all. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I thought was interesting mm. was that when the point in the movie where she's like they're trying to fake out all the Kens to mm. like steal the Barbies back and unindoctrinate TLDR stereotypical Ken accidentally on purpose brings patriarchy back to Barbie land and then <laughs> and he, they yeah they are trying Barbie to land. make it into Kendom Kendom yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and so then they're, the Barbies have like an inside job to like steal the Barbies back because they've all been they've like, all been like brainwashed been yeah <laughs> yeah 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 um, and so Barbie's basically like going to Ken to try to get him back and be like oh no like I definitely want to be with you to mm -hmm. like whatever and Gloria is like making her up because she has to put on makeup now mm -hmm. manually because she's not like perfect anymore whatever yeah and Barbie's getting all nervous and she's like well what if he doesn't like me like what if he doesn't want me back mm -hmm. But she's never wanted Ken. Like, it just right. goes back to, like, the compulsory heterosexuality or just compulsory sexuality in general of, like, she doesn't even want Ken, and yet she's still worried about getting his approval and, yeah. like, him wanting her back and thinking she's beautiful and thinking she's all that. And it's very right. funny because then Gloria's character is like, he stole your house and ruined <laughs> Barbie land and is 
being insane. Like why? He does Don't, he does that because this? he wants your attention. Like because yeah. he First likes of all, you. because he wants your attention. Second of all, like he's literally cuckoo bananas. Like yeah. he, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. But I just thought that was so such an interesting and like realistic look at yeah. just like the insecurity of being a woman and like no matter how insane the guy is Mm -hmm. and like how much you don't want him that you still like need that validation right and it's like you could read that as like oh she just wants to make sure the plan's gonna work but like i it it wasn't just that like she wanted that external validation because all her life she had always gotten that external validation ken had been obsessed with her forever and she was like well what happens if he's not obsessed with me anymore like who am i if this man is not obsessed with me um which also brings me to the at the end when not spoiling what happens at the end again but um there the billy eilish song comes on at the end and it's called what was i made for and it's very emo and there's like a whole montage of i sobbed i sobbed um but the because like the mantra the like the main thing in the song is what was i made for and like the implication being like as a woman but i think it also really works with the arrow ace reading of barbie because like once you realize your arrow ace and you realize that maybe you don't want these things that you've been taught your whole life that you're supposed to want so then you're at this point where you don't know what your purpose is because if it's not to find a partner and have your happily happy after happily ever after what is it and so like it's i think that's just another way that that question like applies in an airways barbie situation is like well what was i made for because like historically biologically genetically yeah you are made to reproduce but like we've evolved beyond that so you have to like you have to well think about it be like okay well what okay then what am i here for and then that that's also just an empowering thing because like you can decide yeah you're not not trying to be a vessel to have a child well, and especially because it's, like, stereotypical Barbie having that question. Because part of her, like, issue at that point is she's like, well, I'm not author Barbie. I'm not president Barbie. Like, I'm just stereotypical Barbie. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not good enough. Like, all of these women are doing amazing things. And I'm just, like, here. And I'm just stereotypical Which Barbie. I think, right. Because I think in a lot of ways, stereotypical Barbie, you think about her. She's there to be pretty mm-hmm. and, like, have great fashion and, like, have a Ken and have a dream house or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it is that very, like, stereotypical life. Mm-hmm. And so then, yeah, you take away that Ken and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, yeah, without that, what is stereotypical Barbie? Which I think is even more poignant for that Barbie rather than, like, one of the career-oriented Right. Barbies, if it had been Issa know? Rae, who's President Barbie. Oh, yeah. Like, she has a lot of... Th- she's got a lot <laughs> to do. She has a lot of things to do. She has Barbie <laughs> land to run. She doesn't yeah. need a Ken. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think that... I think that bit applies to all aeroaces but i think it also especially applies to female aeroaces or uh, aeroaces who were raised as female who because women are told that like your job is to be a mother and to reproduce and so like it's there's there's layers (laughs) there's layers yeah well even if even if you have like a more like woke family or whatever that wants you to like be very successful there is this pressure to like have it all right mm-hmm. like even if you are going to be a career-oriented woman that you're still supposed to like get married and have kids and have this full life like i think in society in general as far as we have come beyond women just being like homemakers there is still mm-hmm. well that's that that's gloria's whole thing with her whole rant right. is like we're expected to be all of these contradictory things and it it doesn't work it like it you can't put all of these things together and have it equal 100 percent. like it just doesn't work yeah another thing that i was kind of thinking about right after i watched it and i sort of started writing an essay about and then stopped (laughs) i'm shocked (laughs) Um, who would have thought who would have thought was this idea that like me personally I feel connected to womanhood, but not femininity. But Barbie is basically the opposite. Like, I think there is a certain sense of, like, womanhood in Barbie land. But I feel like so much of, like, the sisterhood is based in, like, what women have had to face. 
and like mm. the patriarchy and misogyny and like that sort of thing and like to me that's the part that i relate to more because i was raised as a woman and so i have had the experiences that women have had um but like because in barbie land none of those things existed before ken brought patriarchy to town <laughs> her she was very connected to her femininity she had her pink her whatever all of her outfits whatever but she wasn't necessarily connected to what we understand to be to mm. be womanhood until she goes to the real world and like actually sees how much it kind of sucks and so i just kind of found that interesting because like the idea of womanhood as we know it is unfortunately in a lot of ways just like about suffering <laughs> like it's just like about yeah. what we have had to deal with and yeah like femininity is kind of like a reclamation of like no this is how i express my womanhood but like i don't i don't uh what's the word not associate with that i, I don't i don't not associate with femininity it's just like i'm not um relate i'm not drawn to it as much yeah and so like it's just it's kind of interesting to me how like barbie kind of in some ways shows the opposite of that because well, i think like in Barbie land, they make it a point. It's like kind of a joke that all of the Barbies think that because they exist, like women don't face any hardships right. in the real world. They're like, oh, we fixed everything by showing women that they could like be everything. Yeah, like they genuinely think they fixed the real world by existing. Right. So there isn't the same type of like sisterhood. Like, right. obviously, they're still bonded together, but it's just like you create, I guess, a different bond between a group of people when there is some sort of like hardship or like something to fight against right not that like you have to be suffering to create like a strong group right but. yeah and like i just kind of had the thought that like womanhood is not inherently about motherhood in the same way that manhood is not inherently about fatherhood like to yeah. to say that manhood is inherently about fatherhood is an absurd claim like it sounds funny yeah, it's, yeah. and but like it's nothing <laughs> but like the fact that so often womanhood is inherently about motherhood like if yeah. you just put those two things next to each other you're like oh shit like there's yeah really quite a difference there um but like you know womanhood is not about being uh i don't like this word but a womb ew <laughs> i don't like the word womb i, I don't like, like it at all i don't like that either um but like a human person like yeah. not just a reproductive organ and then the things that the thing that brings womanhood and sisterhood together is that we have not been afforded that at least not broadly and historically and consistently whereas femini femini feminine not feminism femininity is like a concept and a construct and it is very real in the way that we experience it and express it in our world but like i don't know i think i think that this the movie very much highlighted to me like how I view the difference between womanhood and femininity. Yeah. I think this is a good segue. Start talking about Let's. gender. Let's. I had gender thoughts. Actually, I didn't personally have that many gender thoughts. I had gender questions. You had thoughts. You had thoughts about other people's gender I thoughts. I thoughts about other people's gender thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the thing about this movie is that it's very binary, which is, I mean, it makes sense because there are Barbies and there are Kens. Yeah. And that's it. And the movie doesn't really have the space to really go into <laughs> anything beyond the binary because it's really about, like, Ken brings patriarchy to Barbie land and yeah. then they have to it's undo very, it. It's very, like, surface level. Like, I, I saw a lot of people complaining that, like, mm -hmm. the movie didn't do enough work to do, like, a nuanced reading of feminism, mm -hmm. which, like, I don't think it needed to be that or no. ever claimed to be that no. because it's a mass media production and people right. are coming in at all levels okay we didn't all take a feminism class mm. in college like, you know, we're not all <laughs> in my level uh, but no seriously like people there are a lot of people that don't have the access to like read deep things about mm. you know first wave feminism or whatever right. you know like so yeah it was the movie had enough to bite off doing like a 101 right on feminism it couldn't then get into gender i think yeah. that would have just been like way too much to handle in one movie and for the barbies and for the kens 
and also Alan and Midge and Skipper. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Alan is non-binary. Well, we can get hold, into that later. But don't those are spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. Okay. Um, but like all of the Barbies and Kens, like their introduction to the real world and the patriarchy that was then brought back to Barbie land, like that was their first introduction to it. And so yeah. like you can't go super deep. But like yeah. you do still have that reflection it wasn't reflected as much in terms of gender, but I think the daughter, Sasha, is a very good, like, she's critiquing it from the outside, where, like, yeah. it doesn't get deep on the critique. But if you if you know what she's talking about, like, you can see that that critique has been acknowledged. Like, she calls Barbie yeah. a fascist. <laughs> yeah. But she doesn't control the railways. <laughs> but she doesn't control where railways or commerce. Um, but yeah, Sasha is kind of that character. She's, she's like, that she Gen Z, is like, kind of like us. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, I heard apparently that um, Sasha and like the girls at her table—they're the brats. They're, they're brats. That's why her name. If is If you Sasha. look at them next to the brat, they do like each yeah. pair off of the brat. It's pretty funny. <laughs> um, but like, there are definitely times where, like, even towards the end, once Sasha's definitely more on board, she refers to Barbie as White Savior Barbie. Like, yeah. like she's like yeah you go white savior barbie <laughs> yeah um so like yeah. it's it's self-aware of the fact that it is not super deep um yeah. and so like i i do appreciate that there is at least that like hey we acknowledge we acknowledge that like yeah. we're and also like the fact that at the beginning they were like the barbies think that they've solved feminism um yeah that they've solved everything and then at the end the answer is no they fucking haven't yeah they need they're to do work just barbie and also at the end when they're like we're gonna make barbie land more equitable they were like well it's gonna take time like it doesn't immediately yeah. go to being 50 50 yeah my favorite and then they're like one day the kens will have just as much freedom as women do in the real world i was yeah. like ha, 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 and one of the kens was so like funny. can i be on this like can there be a ken on the supreme court and president barbie was like Maybe we can start with, like, the lower circuit courts. Yeah. <laughs> and the Kens are like, great, as long as I have a robe. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's it's self-aware that it's not it's not feminism yeah. 450. It's feminism 101. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that also makes it accessible for people who are coming in who, as you mentioned, don't necessarily have that knowledge. Or yeah. I think it can also be really helpful for, like, men or just yeah. like women who are very entrenched in the patriarchy for them yeah. to become aware of yeah. the world around them and their role in it. Um, yeah. Put those little glasses on. But all this is a roundabout way to say it's a very binary movie. Yes. Um, and so my big question, as I mentioned at the top, was that I want to know what the non-binary reading on this is because like for yeah. me I felt very connected to like the understanding of womanhood that Barbie acquires by being in the real yeah. world and like there's this montage at the end and there's this like the the line from Ruth who is a human well she's a ghost <laughs> but <laughs> a human ghost um where she's like you know like so something to the effect of like our mothers stand still so that <gasps> so that oh. we gotta get this line right hold on oh they're also like yeah there's a very strong theme of like for all we're talking about like you don't need to be a mother there is a very strong theme of like motherhood mm -hmm. in the movie and like kind of what happens to women when they become mothers and oh it just makes you realize that your mom is just a girl and it's just oh yeah no so the line it's is very painful the line is we mothers stand still so that our daughters can look back and see how far they've come Ugh, um stop I, I saw a tweet that I'll was cry. i saw a tweet that was like i'm gonna be honest i'm gonna be real with you i don't know what that means <laughs> i saw that tweet and then there were a lot of people being like you're not alone and i was like i get it but yeah but I also get, I get the confusion. I also get the confusion. I, I got it. Yeah, I like, got it. Though. You know, like at a certain point, if you're a mother, you have to stop pursuing your own career yeah. and your own hopes and dreams just yeah. to be a mother. And yeah. your life 
kind of like you don't really have a life anymore yeah at a certain you point. have to stop and so then you but you do so so that your daughters can continue to go on in front of you so that when yeah. they get to a certain point they can turn around and see how far back you are and be like oh my god we've come so far yeah <sighs> anyway <laughs> <laughs> but wow i lost where am i who am i what is it you left the movie and you wanted to know what the non-binary reading was because you connected with the understanding of womanhood that Barbie got from the real world. That was a good summary, but it didn't help me. Well, that's exactly what you said. (laughs) I know. Uh, Oh, the montage. I was just thinking about the montage. Yes. Um, (laughs) uh, And how the montage made me very emo and it made a lot of women very emo. Um, but because it was so binary, I was like, I really want to know what a non-binary reading of this is. So one thing that I have seen quite a bit and heard from some people is that non-binary people felt very represented by Alan. Yes. So Alan is, um, Ken's best friend. All of his clothes fit him. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Alan was a doll that they introduced many, many moons ago, um, that was just Ken's best friend. I he's, all his clothes. He's just a guy. <laughs> um, but then they discontinued him because no one cared about Alan. So in Barbie Land, there are a billion Barbies and a billion Kens, but there is only one Alan. Just one Alan. Played by Michael Sarah. What a delight. Um, Ugh, perfect. And the the thing about Alan is that he f- is very kind of separate from the world. He doesn't fit. He doesn't fit in the world of Barbie Land, but also once Barbie Land becomes Kendom and it becomes all patriarchal, he doesn't fit in that world either. And yeah. when when Gloria and Sasha are going to leave, like he st- st- steals away to go with them yeah. to go. He tries to escape. He tries to escape because he doesn't want to live in that world. And so he just like doesn't fit in either world. And, like, they still like him, and they respect him, but he's just, yeah. he doesn't quite fit. Um, and he works with the Barbies to overthrow the patriarchy. Like, he is on Team yeah. Barbie. He actively helps them um, to overthrow Kendom. And, like, I, I felt very much like that was, like, him recognizing that, like, look, Barbie Land was not perfect, but, like... It is a is it is a step in the direction that will help him ultimately. Yeah. Even if it's not exactly what is best for him, because like yes, Barbie Land, he still didn't quite fit in there either. But like, yeah. it was better than whatever this is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did find it very interesting that like he was not indoctrinated or like allured by the patriarchy or like yeah. the Kendom, like all like stereotypical Ken Ryan Gosling like brings the patriarchy to Barbie land and all of them are like instantly like oh my god I love it so much and Alan is just like not yeah like even even all the Barbies get like basically brainwashed and they're like oh my god I don't have to run the country anymore it's great it's like a spa day for my brain yeah um but Alan is like yeah (laughs) like he hates it another thing I thought of though is Alan doesn't fit in either world but neither does weird Barbie and yeah you were just I couldn't tell if you were frozen or if you were just staring at me. No, I was just thinking cuz I've seen like a lot of different readings on Weird Barbie. So yeah. I'm just interested what you're going to say. I Weird Barbie also felt like a very much beyond the binary uh situation, but not necessarily like cuz obviously it's not like there are three genders and that those genders are male, female yeah. and non-binary. Like it's it's much beyond that and so i felt like to me if we're looking at this like gendered reading of it like weird barbie is another option for another gender that could be because weird barbie is was a barbie who got played with too hard (laughs) and she got (laughs) Got weird she got stuck in the splits her hair is cut off it's singed she's played by kate mckinnon absolute delight but she lives in like her weird barbie house like on the outskirts of Barbie land with her weird Barbie brethren. So like some of the other like sugar daddy can and Love. um like, like the Barbie with a TV. Yeah, in the her. Barbie with a TV in her and like just like the weird ones that got discontinued very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, not Midge though. Midge is in regular Barbie Land, which is interesting. Yeah. The pregnant one. Yeah. Odd. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but well, because well, because mother, she, being a mother is yeah. a part of the expectation that is acceptable. Yeah. Whereas the, all the weird Barbies, even if she's a little weird, even if she's a little people weird, still don't like Midge. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like she lives in her own other world, and at the end, they like apologize to weird barbie for calling her weird barbie behind her back but also to her face (laughs) yeah yeah um and so i think like weird barbie is just another example of like living outside the binary and like she was forced out basically but like she also serves such an important purpose in the community because when barbies malfunction they go to weird barbie and weird barbie fixes them or tells them how to fix themselves and like it is weird barbie that sends stereotypical barbie on this journey and when stereotypical barbie is like actually like she like gives her the option like either you know you fix this or you go back to your old life and stereotypical barbie's like old life (laughs) and weird barbie's like actually no no, no. it wasn't an option (laughs) yeah Um, well and weird barbie is the one that's kind of like leading the charge to overthrow the patriarchy and the kingdom too right i saw a really interesting reading so, like, when the Kens take over and it becomes Kendom, everyone kind of gets, like, a makeover. Like, all the Barbies are in all these, like, skimpy little outfits. Mm-hmm. Um, and Weird Barbie and her crew also looks different. And they kind of look like very stereotypical, like, butch lesbians. Mm, like I didn't notice that. Weird Barbie, if you look at her hair, it's kind of like a, like, it's not, like, all spiky anymore. It's kind mm. of like a slicked back, like, stereotypical, like, butch kind of roll thing. Um but it was interesting because I saw people talking about, like, oh, well, that's how, like, patriarchy Kens see, like, this outskirts weird Barbie is, like, mm-hmm. well, she much, must be this, like, butch, butch lesbian, like, yeah. riot girl, whatever, mm-hmm. because she's, like, on the fringes. So I thought that was, like, a very interesting reading. Right. But I think it's also, like, a kind of an accurate reading on, like, what the queer community and, like, non-binary people and, like, people that were maybe raised women but now kind of outside that community that they are still playing this like very important part in the community kind of like as Mm -hmm. that outside perspective of like oh we still want to help you we still want to like get this shit together we're just like not yeah fully part of this experience they learn also to appreciate weird barbie and like to better accept her into their community and that's not to say that she's not going to keep living in her weird Barbie house because I think she likes it there. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like, but she, she just wants to be the head of sanitation. Yeah, she just, yeah, she really wanted a spot on the cabinet. She really wanted to be head of sanitation, and President yeah, Barbie was like, really, yes, <laughs> really wants to do the trash. Um, but like, you know, she still plays an important role, but she's like more respected, which I think like so much of the end of the movie where they're like moving towards a more equitable future like it's it's aspirational in terms of like that's also what we're trying to do and so like i think it's it's just kind of showing like all right we're taking these steps in this direction but like we're not fucking there yet because if the movie had ended with everything's equal and great that's just not realistic um and so i think that's you know notable that like she has kind of a a little bit more respect in the world at the end and also at the line at at the end there is a line where somebody i think barbie um says something about how like in you know this new iteration of barbie land there's gonna be no barbie or ken in the shadows and then alan pipes up and he goes or alan (laughs) oh and then the next shot is of weird barbie and so, like, it was very much, like, in my mind, I was, like, acknowledging that, like, those people have to advocate for themselves and, like, put themselves into these places, but they are gaining recognition and appreciation yeah. and the respect that they deserve. And, like, yes, they do have to speak up for themselves, but, like, they're also valid dolls. What 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 is the race of Barbie creatures? I think they're dolls. <laughs> um... Whatever they are, you know, um, like you know, they 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 have that space, and yeah, that's kind of it. I was uh, one thing that I forgot to mention earlier about Ken specifically is that in the song "I'm Just Ken," <laughs> um, song, Banger. he has a line about like, is he? I'm just Ken. 
anywhere else I'll be, be a ten. ten. Yeah. So he says, "Is it my destiny to live and die a life of uh, Kayla?" It's in my head, but I don't know. Kayla. Yeah. I may have had this lyric wrong the whole time. <gasps> She's stupid. Okay. Interesting. Uh oh. I had been mishearing this lyric the whole time. So the line is, is it my destiny to live and die a life of blonde fragility? Oh, yeah. I, what did you think? I heard virginity. Oh, no. And so, like. I didn't say that. Yeah, I know. Whereas I was thought that was a little weird the whole time. But I was like, <laughs> but, like, that for me was also just, like, another example of, like, Ken, like, wanting the... This makes more sense because in your notes you said something about virginity and I was like, where is she getting she this? this? It's because I misheard yeah. that lyric every time. Every time I misheard the lyric. Good, good, good. good. Um, well, I mean, so it's like a friend zone song, though. <laughs> yeah, that song is, 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 a, is a friend zone. It's just about being a friend, being friend zone and the Kens are fighting amongst each other, but then they are united by the fact that they're all being friend zoned. <laughs> because yeah. that's what the Barbies did to. Uh, yeah, regain. They turn them against each other. <laughs> so great. That's good stuff. Um. Anyway, wow. Okay, so like, never mind on that. For the best. <laughs> okay. It would have been weird if they had just like thrown virginity in there when they like yeah only reference sex through like innuendos yeah. before that. Yeah, I think that's that's mostly it. I also wrote here. In the end, well, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. I got more thing. Sorry, I know it's late. <laughs> um, ultimately, what we kind of get when we have like our montage at the end, and it's all just like email about women and whatever, is that being a woman is just like about wanting to be seen as human, like a complex and a contradictory human, and like a doll can't represent that necessarily. And when they do, it, their brains explode <laughs> and they get cellulite. Um, but I think that also has, like, I was going to say something, and I was like, actually, do I? I, w- I feel like there's a connection there to, like, gender detachment, but I this thought isn't formed fully. Yeah. So never mind. Okay. She just wants to be seen as a complex person. Um, yeah. And in the end, the biggest difference between me and Barbie is that she is excited to go to the gynecologist. And I and would... I- rather swim in hot sauce yeah that was so funny though it was, it was very funny it was very it good. Was good it got me real good um that's it anything else you want to say it's a great uh, movie sorry this pod movie. was all over the place but like welcome back <laughs> yeah what did you fucking expect uh yeah no excellent movie like i said it's not like the deepest movie or whatever but like for a huge blockbuster movie that was backed by like a giant toy company, yeah, incredibly. Impressive. Honestly, they got a- away with a lot of roasting of Mattel too. Given the, I know, like I, was I saw some impressed. reviews from like Oppenheimer film bros who were like, Ugh. "It's just an ad for Mattel," and it's like, "Did you it's watch the movie?" Truly not. Did you watch the movie? Will Ferrell's character is like, I know, is Jewish person. <laughs> they like have him make the the C. They make the CEO of Mattel character be like, "I love women. I have a woman friend and a Jewish friend, and like and a black friend." It's a bit that <laughs> everyone in positions of power at Mattel is a man. Yeah. And then when Barbie's like, "I'd like to talk to the woman in charge," he's like, "We had a woman CEO woman once in, ch- in the '90s," <laughs> and then he goes on this whole tangent and is like, "My I, best friends are." Women. I love uplifting women. <laughs> It's just so funny. Yeah, I cannot believe they got away. I with mean, that. the only so the funny. only two women at Mattel are Gloria, who yeah. is the assistant. Yeah, and Ruth, who is a ghost. Yeah, true. <laughs> and in it's a true. jail, essentially. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, it's a great it's a great movie. I think everyone should see it, and especially if you are non-binary gender non-conforming trans too because like i know there was like a trans actor who played a barbie but like the yeah. the transness of that actor wasn't addressed yeah they didn't like acknowledge talk about it yeah. yeah so i'm definitely curious to hear about people's takes on the movie um from a non-cisgender perspective 
Uh, yeah. But it's a good movie, and Greta Gerwig always gets me. Does it again. Does it again. It's very funny. It's such a good time. That's all. They're not... This isn't an ad. They're not paying us. I would love it I if they did. I fucking wish. But then if we were doing an ad for a movie right now, would it not be crossing a picket line? Actually... It doesn't matter for us. Actually, uh, It matters for me. Yeah. You probably could. <laughs> I probably could. You probably could, but for me, it would be a bad idea. Yeah, well, you shouldn't do it's that. not something I'm involved with. We, act- we actually had a conversation about this at work, about like whether something we want to do is allowed within the yeah. the bounds of the WGA strike. And our conclusion was more research required. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, this is not a paid ad. This is not a paid ad. Sarah is a strong future union Has- Hashtag pre-WGA. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kayla, what's your beef and your juice this week? Well, first, my poll is that, oh, right. <laughs> what did you think of the Barbie movie? Um, second, my beef is that my body is getting old, mm-hmm. and it just can't do it anymore. My knees have recently started cracking. Your, your knees new. just started cracking? I know. Oh, my God, impressive. I'm fucked. <laughs> my knees have been yeah. cracking for 10 years. I know they have. But after the music festival, that was the first time. Like, my knees are now cracking. Like, that's mm. what did it. Um, I see. Well, I'm going to need my knees replaced when I'm 50, and you I know. Won't, so. Well, we'll see. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Um, so that's my beef, I guess. My juice is I've been watching The Nanny. The Nanny. Excellent television program. Also, I've seen Fran Drescher, fucking, like, president or something of SAG. Great. I'm obsessed with her. Outfits, incredible. I want to be Fran for Halloween because I feel like I could really do it. Um, you want to be yeah, Fran seen, or saw... you want to be like the nanny? Like the nanny. Okay. <laughs> I'm not just going to be Fran. Like, that's, <laughs> that's just, why that's I was just a woman. That's just a woman. Um, <laughs> for $1, no. name a woman. <laughs> name a woman. Uh, but I'd seen episodes here and there as a kid, but then it started coming up on TikTok. And I was like, well, I guess I have to watch all of the nanny. Mm-hmm. Does uh, it hold up? I would watch the nanny. Yeah, it's great. I mean, you know, it's a sitcom from the 80s, yeah. so there's some jokes in there that are, you yeah. know... Distasteful. Upsetting, but, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, fucking hilarious. Um, also, Renee Rapp's new album. I haven't heard Chef's that. Kiss. You must. You simply must. There's a song called I Hate Boston. It's funny, because <laughs> I live here. She has a billboard up downtown. I love that. I Hate Boston. And she did a, a interview with, like, a local morning show or something. Mm-hmm. And they were like, so do you really hate Boston? And she was like, I've come prepared with a speech. <laughs> and she had Where's she from? So I don't know where she's from originally, but she lived in New York because she did Broadway right after high school. Broadway. And then she lived in, and now she's in L.A. She is. I don't think she's from Boston. She's from North Carolina. Okay, yeah. Because remember, she did the Jimmy Awards, right. and she, like, won or whatever, and yeah. got a contract right after, yeah. and then here we are. She's only 23. It's very upsetting. Yeah, it is. Anyway. I recently learned that North Carolina has a lot more people in it than I realized. Hmm. Like, I feel like I hear about South Carolina more, but the population of North Carolina yeah. is way bigger. Oh. Anyway. I would not have thought this. Yeah. Like, by, like, millions bigger. Hmm. North Carolina population, 10.5 yeah. million. That's more than Michigan. Ah. Um, South Carolina population, <gasps> 5 million. It's like half as many people. Wow. Yeah, I would not have thought that. Yeah. Anyway, um, do you have a beef? I already did my beef. I already forgot it. My knees. Oh, right. <laughs> my beef is that you don't remember anything I was thinking. So true, Bestie. Um, my juice is Feta the dog. Golden ratio, folks. Um accidentally acquired a puppy she's amazing she reminds me of rosie when rosie was a puppy uh she's the best she's the best little girl she's so cute and chaotic and delightful my beef is um i think this happened during our break um they're taking away my yungi i think i saw this yeah um he hasn't shaved his head yet as i am aware he has not shared. He hasn't told you he about it. He hasn't told me about it. Um, yeah, but 
he's leaving, which we knew was going to happen. But yeah, but that's still very sad. I'll miss him. That's my little guy. I know. So I'm going to have to experience what all of the people experienced who were Jin and Hobie biases when they're when they're little guys. Well, at least you weren't first. I feel like now, yeah. you know. Yeah. And Namjoon biases got like preparation in advance because he shaved his head, but just because he wanted to. Oh. Like it was hot. And <laughs> sure. <laughs> so he decided to shave his head. Uh, and then he was like, guys, I need you to know this is not because of the military. It's it was just, just hot. hot. <laughs> so at least good. people are prepared for that. My little guy. Yeah. Uh, my little guy. He's just my little guy. His mom likes his long hair and you're going to tell him that you have to cut it. Oh, you can tell us about your beef, your juice, your BTS bias, your thoughts on the Barbie movie, your thoughts on Alan. On our social media at Sounds Fake Pod, we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Pod, if you want to support us there for some reason. Um, we, for some reason, also acquired new patrons over the break. Guys, we were on break. Oh, what were you doing? Silly. Um, we have a new $2 patron. It is Lauren Denslow. Thank you, Lauren. Hello, Lauren. Our $5 patrons who we're promoting this week are, well, we have a new one, and it's Riven Lios. Um, also, I think I said them last time, but I'm not 100% positive, so I'm going to repeat them, uh, which is Morgan Impink and Rebecca Monin, um, who I believe I said in our last episode, but it was a month ago, so I'm not positive. Uh, But thank all of you. You're delightful. Our other $5 patrons who we are promoting this week are Elizabeth Wheeler, Emily Jean, Finasps, and Galvin Ford. Um, Our $10 patrons are boston smith youtube and tiktok at your buddy boston uh does renee also hate boston smith i hope not hope not unless boston smith is the guy she dated that made her hate boston but antonio cipriano what <laughs> antonio are you saying <laughs> who is that what are you her saying to right now how do you know who her ex is at least i think they're exes I feel like she's probably had more than one ex. Yeah, they split in December 2021. Well, is he from Boston? He's from Gross Point. A <laughs> <gasps> loss for the girls <gasps> of Michigan. Well, it's not about him then. Oh my god. Wait, I oh wonder my if my god. cousins he went, know. <laughs> he went to University Liggett. What's that? It's like a private school in Gross Point. Which <gasps> already very fancy. Gross Point I is for the rich I... people. I wonder if my cousins know him. Gross Point Woods. <gasps> it is Michigan's, Michigan's oldest independent co-educational day school. University of Lincoln. Ew. Uh, not the day school. I know. Please. I feel poor just listening to this. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, no, they dated. Well, because he was, he was a Broadway boy, too. So it was like everyone I knew. Um, I see. Well, he, he was in Jagged from Little Pill. Oh. From what I understand, this man from boston is from boston so of course antonio cipriano of course he's from he's he's one of those michigan italians those east side italians (laughs) anyway Uh, i can say that i'm italian (laughs) i'm also italian technically though i'm sicilian which i've been told is not i've got that listen listen as a white person i am five (laughs) percent yeah Saw, As a white, I saw a thing the other day about how instead of doing gender reveal parties, we should do we should take twenty three me tests and find out who in our friends groups has colonized the other. I've seen. <laughs> find this. out about very old, yeah, because I sent it to you. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> find out about just very old, ancient beefs. I saw a girl that did twenty three and me and found out Mark Cuban was like her third cousin, and he messaged her on twenty three and me and was like, "What up? Why We're cousins?" 
Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, $10 patrons, Boston Smith, David Harris, who would like to promote the Cradle Book series by Will Wright, Derek and Chris, who would like to promote supporting each other through the transitions we face, El Bitter, who would like to promote normalizing the use of tone indicators, and my Aunt Jeannie, who would like to promote Christopher's Hayden, our $15 patrons, our Andrew Hillam, the Invisible Spectrum Podcast, Click for Caroline, Ace of Hearts, The Ishpel, Twitch.tv, Slash Melody, Thea, Hector Murillo, friends that are supportive, constructive, and healthy, grows a better person, Math, catching up on the podcast after two years, and one month of break. Uh, Nathaniel White, NathanielJWaitDesign.com, Kayla's Aunt Nina, Kate Maggart, Art.com, our $20 patron. Kate Maggart just got engaged, like, two days ago. Oh, my God. Like, congrats, ago. Kate Maggart. And also, congrats, Nina Maggart, for your daughter getting engaged. <laughs> I hope you like congrats. I hope you like them. I think she does. That's good. I think we're, like, oh, I think we're in the clear. All right. Cool. I think we're good. Um, our $20 patron is Dragonfly, who would like to promote ending this podcast. Thanks. For, not, like, permanently. <laughs> this one. For at, this is the last one. one. We come back from break, hit you with the Barbie movie, and we're Wait. fucking out. Ju- that news we talked about sharing in the beginning, you'll never, you'll never fucking know. know. Jungkook was on Sichuita, which is my guy Yoongi's little YouTube show. And at okay. the end, he was like... I'm just saying words at this point. <laughs> at the end, he was like... Um, uh, it's so great to be here. Um, this is this is going to be the last episode. And Yungi was like, "What? <laughs> no, it's not." Good. But I'm then- gonna start doing that next time we go on someone else's <laughs> podcast. I'm gonna. Jungkook just announced that did 30 minutes of karaoke after Yungi already left. Great. Yungi literally he left and was like, well, "Yeah, whatever." He changed clothes, comes back, oh. and is like, "You're still doing." <laughs> Incredible stuff. Thanks for listening. Tune in next Sunday for more rest in your ears. We're finally ending this thing. Right now. I've got time for the pause to happen. I really want to do <gasps> I thought she was staring at me, but she's frozen. What are we going to do about oh, this? Oh, no. Take care of your cows. Kayla's never to be heard from or seen again. Now the Zoom is gone. Goodbye. (laughs) And until then, take good care of your cows. What are we gonna do? You know? Who's to say?